Life Camera Action! We're shooting threes, just SMB. We're gonna watch and review film trilogies. It's all for laughs, so just sit back. We're gonna drop hella dimes on this podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shooting Threes. We are wrapping up the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy here with How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Is that what it's called? Yeah, they they just decided on a new naming convention on the third movie. But yes, Hidden World. The Hidden World. Okay. How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World in 3D. Oh, was it 3D? I I don't know. I'm 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 making that up. Um, I'm I'm your host, Sarah Griffith. I'm your other host, Bridget Greenberg. I didn't have my 3D goggles on. And we are back. We're back, baby. We are back in Burke with our cute little guys. And there's more cute little guys and little girls in this one. So I'm very excited to talk about. So excited. This so movie. many cuties. This is this movie was was like all about the dragons. Truly, and I think. Uh, for for me at least and maybe i'm speaking too soon um this one does a rare feat of i think ending on the best movie of the series am i dropping a hot take you think this is the best one yeah i mean maybe it's because of all the dragon content you know i love those guys but uh yeah you know i wow i hadn't thought about it because i was thinking more like this is such a complete trilogy all of these movies are like tonally and thematically about the same. It's it really is about growing up. Yeah. And not just like getting older, but like accepting more responsibility, becoming more mature, and then like ultimately gaining wisdom and allowing that wisdom to inform your decisions and your life decisions and being able to respect, you know, what you've learned and to actually honor yourself and others yeah, th- through that knowledge. Yeah, this series matures so well with the movies and i mean yeah. I, I wonder if i was gonna say it's a hat trick like it really is it's just one right after the other after oh. the other like solid 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 they're they're all they're all really good i i really wonder if uh like i was the age that these movies were targeted to as they were coming out i would feel this way about the third being the best or just because i'm a little older than i guess the the movies targeted to that this one hits me the more mature yeah. movie hits me um, and also the, the dragon content. I I I think I had more out loud Ugh. awes during this movie than any of the previous. Yeah, and that's I was yeah. I was squealing. I truly was Ugh. kicking my feet in the air, burying my face in a pillow. They're so they're cute. so cute. The 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 courtship scene between Toothless and yes and Lady Toothless. Did she ever get a name? Yes. Am I? Uh, does she? The light. The bright fury. fury. Light fury, bright fury. Light fury, light fury. The light fury. Yeah. I don't know. If she. Yeah. She can't be tamed. And I also like that about her. Yeah. She's really pretty. I thought she was cool. I thought it was cool when Toothless was um, trying to do a little mating dance. Oh, my God. That. Yeah. And he's just That's... such a silly guy. He's just such a silly boy. He doesn't such know anything. Such a dork. He's such a dork. And I loved it. He, he doesn't have any game. He doesn't have no. any teeth. He can barely fly. No, he's a he's an artistic boy. You know, he couldn't woo her with his yeah. dances. Uh, but then he drew the cutest little picture of her, and that's what what sold her on him. And I like that. I like that he's a nerdy boy. Yes, I also like when the dragons are acting cute on screen. It's the number one reason why we picked this movie to talk about because it is. Above all things, very cute. So cute. Um, yeah, should we talk about what happens in the movie? I mean, cuteness all around. Um, no. Actually, I do want to bring up the fact that, okay, so you brought up something that I thought about too. Like, when what if I had these movies when I was growing up? Like, what if I was the mm-hmm. target age? But here's kind of the trippy thing about it. The first How to Train Your Dragon came out in 2010. So even the kids that, right. like, grew up with the series, like... That was nearly a whole decade in between the first one and the third one. Like, that really would be, like, 10 to 19 years old. You know what I mean? Like, that's quite a gap. I I wonder, like, what was the retention rate of 
kids that watched this movie when they were kids. Yeah, I mean, I also, I remember the marketing for How to Train Your Dragon 3. And maybe just because the franchise picked up a little steam. Um, totally. Well, in between, like, all these movies, there's been a Netflix series, and I'm pretty sure there's, like, a game. Surely there's books. I mean, they're based on books, so. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I kind of... Um, assumed that this i was like surprised at how much i like this movie i kind of assumed it was gonna be bad actually because um, i actually was i was like i don't know we'll see about this one well because of yeah because of like i remember the marketing push i remember like the mcdonald's toy and all that and it seemed like uh they're making this really i liked the first one i didn't see the second one but i remember like feeling fond about the first one uh but thinking they probably jumped the shark on this one but uh, and also giving it a a, a title, not just how to train your th- dragon three, but the hidden world. Threw dragon me off. three, yeah. It sounds I cheesy. Actually remember? Yeah, I actually remember when. First of all, Rotten Tomatoes has the approval rating of ninety percent, so we obviously didn't do any. We did prior no research. research. I just. I, I just had a bad taste in my mouth from a marketing push. Yeah, I also do remember that there was like mild discourse about like. Oh, now like Toothless the has says the girl dragon. Right. And there's kind of like a bigger conversation about like how in animation, like it's almost like a compulsory heterosexuality between any animated character. And it's like, oh, sure. but the girl character is just pretty with eyelashes. But um she was a lot more than just that, I would say. I think that was a very shallow interpretation of this girl dragon who I do- doesn't have a name. Also, this movie does actually blatantly uh fail the Bechdel test sure <laughs> there is actually a scene where two women are talking about hiccup I was like oh so close we almost did it but no no movie is safe from failing the Bechdel test but I I will say I mean I I, I feel like I mean toothless and hiccup are kind of parallels of each other I also probably feel like feel that way yeah about oh yeah Astrid and the girl dragon uh Astrid I think is a really cool tough capable character who would be a badass and the leader without hiccup. Like we could follow her yeah. story just as well. Um Yeah, much and more, I, and I feel that much better Astra than the second movie, for sure. Much yeah, much better use of her in this movie and seeing her as like a fully capable warrior without Toothless. And uh and the point they make about like Toothless needing or hiccup Sorry, I, I said toothless instead of hiccup, but they're the same people, you know, same heart. Yeah, they really are. Uh, <laughs> same, same breath. One heart, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, hiccup not being able to lead without her and their partnership making each other stronger, just like toothless and the light fury do, and it's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they definitely had some time to become like a little bit woke in between the second one and the third one, because this one did feel a little bit more like we're equal and we are equally in on this together. I think this was also like the best that they've done so far with like actually having an ensemble movie. Yes, for sure. I really, it really did feel like everybody got a hand on the ball. Yeah. Uh, the, both the, the rough nut and tough nut characters had a lot to do in this movie. Yes. And I really enjoyed Kristen that. Kristen Wiig got to fully solo like an entire section of yeah. the movie, which oh. like, as I've said in the past, she's really the only one like famous actor in these movies that is I mean, actually Kate like, making is in these movies. to do like a, well, Kate Blanchett as Lydia Tarr was the very first thing I wrote down. <laughs> Lydia Tarr. No, her accent work is impeccable. Yeah. I mean, perfect. Did you know that Lydia Tarr work. also trained dragons? Yes, actually, isn't that she won an Emmy? She for won that, right? <laughs> that's where she got yeah, the E that's, that's in the EGOT. Got, yeah, um, but a uh, different different movie that I can talk about for a whole other podcast. Wow, for real. Um, yeah, but I think we could just dive in because I think we've kind of already started to talk about like big picture ideas. Yeah. Um, in the first fifteen minutes of the movie, I actually that was when I was the most scared of like, uh, they're kind of like gonna phone this one yeah, in. Yeah, right? I, I did not be like. Yeah. I mean, they have that classic opening that I guess these that's like a staple of these movies of the this is Burke scene. Yes, the establishing narration or whatever, which that's when you really know this is for kids. Sure, yeah. And uh, 
wasn't yeah this time it, it did not work well because it was very repetitive they weren't saying anything new well no actually this one starts with the cold open where right. tooth hiccup they're all like rescuing the dragon yes that was a great scene and they have like the, which that was a very cool way to open the movie but then when it got back to burke i was like ah fuck like are we is this really gonna be like yeah uh kind of the weak one yeah it, it didn't grab me yet at that point um but yeah we have that cool actually yeah like the first two things that i wrote down was like okay now i'm not so sure that i like the fact that toothless dad died because like i enjoyed that character i liked having that character around and then i also was like um is the burke ecosystem like not completely fucked up by how many dragons live there now like they must be burning through sheep and lamb and cow and like i guess they eat fish which like there are famously plenty of them but like is that not like fuck it like how do they still have That's, grass uh, yeah because when he they they rescued all those dragons they brought him back to burke and they like did that this is burke it's a dragon utopia and i was like there are people living there too that you are supposed to be in charge yeah. of and uh it seems like at this point there's a more dragons and people situation going on and oh it's easily like three to one yeah and I, I kind of agreed with what's his face, the uh the dad's best friend, uh Craig Ferguson. The Craig Ferguson character where he's like, We can't handle this. And I was like, Yeah, look around, dude. Yeah. You're uh you're giving up like you got there's gotta be a balance here. These movies are so fucking good. Cause literally the two things that I was kinda like, uh, I don't know. Like, okay, Toothless Dad also came back. I keep calling him Toothless. I know. Hiccup's dad. Yeah. Hiccup's yeah. dad. Comes back into the movie. Yeah. When you like when you he f- has really great flashback scenes. Right. When you when you felt that hole in the beginning of him not being there, it was definitely addressed. Yeah, it was immediately, almost immediately, yeah. He was plugged back in. And then like me saying, Oh yeah, isn't Burke like overrun by dragons? That's the plot of yes. the movie. Yeah, that is the problem in the movie that uh they get to with the hidden. Like one. they know. Yeah. It's like Sarah. We we'll know. get to We're it. We're gonna get yeah. to that. Why don't you just? Calm You're in down. safe hands with DreamWorks. Uh, we know. Why don't you just enjoy like the footage of these funny guys flying around, knocking yeah. things over? And I will say, I'm I'm glad. I don't know if this is why, uh, but I'm glad they took the their time with those movies because also visually, I mean, they've all been stunning. But this one, like, clear the CGI oh, has caught up to what? Is... Yeah, it's the most beautiful movie out of a very beautiful Gorgeous. series. Yeah, there are some stunning images, yeah. uh, especially in the later scene where Toothless and uh, the Light Fury fly together, have their first like flight together. Oh my was... god! Talk about Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, blew it out of the water, the way of the water. Okay, and and Hiccup, as he's getting older. Is getting more handsome. That is he, a choice. They're doing that on purpose. Yeah, I do not like his uh, stupid little braids, uh, but the stubble, uh, you know, the hair, like his his jaws getting more chiseled. Uh, Daddy hiccup at the end. Daddy hiccup was hot. Uh, I mean, so somebody online pointed out that like he's basically John Krasinski. <laughs> that hiccup is John. Yeah, Krasinski. yeah, yeah. He does look like John Krasinski, which adds up. Like, very. Yeah. Ve- like, there's no way John Krasinski's not the reference for this character. Like, you you cannot sure. convince me yeah. that there wasn't, like, a photo of John Krasinski when they were, like, putting this character together to begin with. Yeah. No, that's that's accurate. I didn't see it, but no, absolutely, 100%. But, uh... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the kids are aging up. I also forgot that, like, this is the era where, like, T.J. Miller was absolutely, like, excommunicated oh, from yeah. every it's a project different he voice. worked on. Yeah. And that's a different voice entirely. Because I was like, oh, like, because Kristen Wiig is so distinct as Rough Nut. And yeah. then here's Tough Nut, like, coming out with a voice I've never heard before. Like, it's a t- right. yeah, It's a T.J. Miller impression. Um, yes. That works well enough. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it is. It does sound different. Uh, noticeably sound different, and then I ha- and then I had to remember what happened to T.J. Miller and like all of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, th- I, this wow. Talk about something that like a person that I had forgotten existed entirely. That was the point. <laughs> and this movie, yeah, no, this movie made me confront the fact that like, right, yeah. right, right, right. That was like, dr- that was like headline news prior to twenty twenty. Yeah. 
like that was at least one week of news cycle. Like I don't even know if that would get a headline story. Probably not. Today. No, definitely not now. But at the time, yeah, they he so he's out. There's a guy doing a T.J. Miller impression, which um works works just fine. Um, uh, fine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So we get back to Burke. It is overrun with dragons. Uh, his uh, Cape Blanchett is back as his as yes. his mom, and they're kind of like co-running the island i guess or like his mom is still like a figure that yeah. they all look up to i don't i can't quite tell what the hierarchy is at that point like well i mean i think they're both just hiccup like leaders is now the chief hiccup is the chief of the village yeah so she would be like the chief mother yeah i guess that's how because like she's definitely respected and looked up to in the village too but i guess that's just yeah like the, and i the, guess like uh, everyone has like kind of moved on from the fact that like she did kind of abandon everybody um but you know she's, if, she's i mean if hiccup can move on from that then i guess everyone's like all right whatever man yeah i do like um i'm forget whoever jenna hill plays whatever his character uh keeps hitting on the mom keeps hitting on cage Blanchett's yes character. i thought I think it's funny that Jonah Hill's character is like a little horny throughout this entire trilogy. Oh, always. He was always. Yeah. Uh, like, I do appreciate that we do have like the token kind of horny character. Also, Eret is back. Yes. And I'm not exaggerating when I say I think this is some of Kit Harrington's best work. Oh, yeah. He well here. Uh, I th- I think he should almost exclusively be a voiceover. Actor. Absolutely. Because I think the a lot of the problem I have with Kit Harrington's acting is he only makes like squinty pouty face. That's his like one acting. Yes. Move. Actually, I did just rewatch um, seven days in hell. Oh, the, I uh, mean, he's Lonely fantastic Island. in that. So, and he's also good at that. I think really like just comedic Com- roles. Yeah. I think he's just, he's better suited. For yeah. That, I mean, he's very like, much a straight man in this, but it, it, his like rivalry. I, I love a, a dynamic where like Jonah Hill's character has a rivalry with him and he's just like, Whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh my god, this is 2019. This is like, is this not peak Game of Thrones finale? Kit Harrington, like, I guess it is. I feel like this is when he was like super hot, right? I guess it is, but like very different audiences. Wow. Uh, so, and very different results because this is wonderful. I can't say the same for the final season of Game yeah. of Thrones, but this is fucking yeah. amazing. One great ending, one not so great ending. Uh. Wow, maybe this is the only major franchise property that ended in 2019 that actually ended on a good note. That- <laughs> we'll have to re. Oh, I guess Endgame. End- I guess Endgame end was 2019 as well. Yeah. And that was like I was going right, to say. I ending. feel like we got to replay the tape on that, but uh, ha- yeah, yeah. Maybe an- don't an interesting. Uh, maybe don't hold my word to that. Yeah, uh, but but uh, yeah. No, we see Burke. They're like it's overrun with dragons. Uh, Hiccup. When are you gonna really step into this role of chief? You know, aka Mary Astrid. They have a weird thing going on where, like, I can't tell what is. What were the- they not engaged? They were in the last movie. Yeah, I, I, because I remember we talked about the fact that, like, wait a second, they're engaged. I, yeah, I think they are. Yeah, I think they were, and I think they were just like together, but not married, and I can't. The movie never really makes it. Cl- it's okay, these- what I remember about the last movie is that like there was a throwaway fiance line that I didn't hear, and that's what we talked about because according to Wikipedia they're engaged, but then I just kind of threw me off because in this movie it's like, well, you two should get married, and they're like married, and it's like, well, what do you fuck think happens when you get engaged? Like, yeah, that, maybe the maybe also the writers on this one were like, you know what, no one even fucking remembers <laughs> that they're engaged in the last one. Right? Why don't we just like play on you know right and it's very like i guess neither of them really want to be married like that dynamic is their their dynamic as a couple is confusing to me uh in the beginning you know i think it's got to be less about being a couple and more about being in charge <laughs> good relationship advice let's get into that also great relationship advice from sarah well, griffith you know, don't listen. be a couple fight for <laughs> power <laughs> always well, also I feel like we're in the era where, like, the night you got married, you got pregnant. I think maybe there's also some of that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's... That, like, marriage leads to immediate pregnancy. So, like, maybe, like, it's not just marriage, but it's, like, 
having a family. And then I do also think like both of them are a little bit afraid of like power because they want to yeah. hold on to their youth. I mean, this is a series about growing up. That's true. Really yeah. It, it, yeah. I think maybe that's a better way to read it is, yeah, them. Yeah. Just wanting to. Yeah, I, I think things become more serious once they're married and they're a chief and a, what did they call her or something weird? At the yeah, like chieftain-s? Chieftess. Chieftess. That was the word, chieftess. Yeah they, yeah, they used a word and I, I was like, what? But yeah, a chief and a chieftess. And no, then becomes- I, I remember it was chieftess because I, I meant to Google, is that a real fucking word? <laughs> it, it, it cannot be. It, it dinged me too. I was like, what? Uh, but yes, you are now chief, chief and chief guest. And also, when royals get married, they're still man and wife. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I think for them, it's just like because they even talk about. I mean, we're look. This plot recap is is going fucking nowhere. If, you're, if you haven't watched the movie, tough shit. Also, if you have not um, listened to these podcasts and you're starting here, uh... <laughs> oh brother, let me tell you, we're gonna be talking about anything but this movie at a certain point but uh <laughs> no because they i mean they even have a conversation and astrid's like well we're not ready for marriage you know they kind of say it like that and i do think like yeah for them it's the difference between being like childhood sweethearts versus like husband and wife yeah oh it's i mean it's a it's a big step and i don't like it's it's a it's a weird territory to navigate like as an adult going like yeah, yeah so I mean, for that's a kid's also, movie, that's like a fair. much more nuanced uh, conversation for what this movie uh, needs to say. Uh, but yes. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, well, they still want to go the on meantime, their adventure. Should... Yeah. Right, right. They still want to be able to like fuck off, but it's like, no, the village, we're starving because you've brought 50,000 dragons to live on this yeah. island of 350 people. You stupid child. Uh we should introduce the fact that there is a new villain in this movie named Grimmel. Yes. Um, the villains of these movies, by and large, all kind of want the same thing, and I don't really care. To me, I'm just happy they're there because they're advancing the plot forward. Sure. I also really loved the the villain is played by F. Murray Abraham, and I his accent came and went yeah. a lot. Like there were a couple of times where I was like, "Who was that?" And a couple of times where I was like, "That's Richard Nixon." Uh. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, but he was so good. He was so good as a villain in this movie. Um, yes, a, a great like I'm just doing this for fun kind of performance yes. from an actor, and and doing a great job. But yeah, once again, he has prided himself on killing all of the night furies. He's a big dragon hunter guy, and I guess wants to kill all the dragons as everybody does. Um, and Burke. Yeah, yeah, it always kind of gets down to that. Yeah. Yeah. And because Hiccup has brought in all of these dragons to Burke, it has become like a clear target of these poachers. Um, because yeah. of course it has Hiccup, you stupid child. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Grimmel also is doing this, like, I think they introduced something that I think is really fucked up that Grimmel extracts like the poison from oh, inside yeah he's drugging the dragon drugging whatever the and he's poisoning his own fleet of dragons so they're essentially slaves to him yeah it's not that different Jesus. from the second one where they're under a spell of some sort I don't know. That one at least seems a little bit ethical because that is something dragons are capable of doing. This On is their own blown, yeah. like biological warfare against these dragons. Oh. I thought like that little detail. I was like, okay, that is fucked up. Right. I, that is extremely fucked up. I also think they needed a way in Gribble's case to have these group of dragons, horde of dragons that are villains. Uh, oh, well, he needs to have dragons just logically speaking because like, what are you going like, to do? Can't, you can't fight dragons with people. Dragon yeah. yourself. Yeah, you, you yeah. Need, what the hell? Yeah, so you need dragons that it is okay to kill, I guess, because <laughs> they're. I'm sorry, it's just now occurring to me that Kit Harrington is again in a series about dragons. Like he loves dragons. I, I just pieced it together. This man really, in his career, was like, if there's a dragon in it, 
I'm in it. I won't be in it. And then, yeah, a series specifically where there is a scene of someone's hand holding out to touch a dragon's nose because that is famously how you become friends with a dragon. Is you let right? They have to sniff your, your hand. Let them pet your snoot. You got yes. or you pet their snoot. But- yeah. So so Grimmel's whole thing is like, I just want to kill your night fury. Yeah. And then like, I guess by extension, like any dragon that gets in the way, I'll also kill. Like fuck them. He'll kill, and then, you know, by, I guess, the end game there is if he has these dragons that are drugged and he's killed all the other powerful alpha dragons, then he becomes the most powerful guy because he is the only one with a fleet of dragons. Oh, my God, dude, you and everybody else. It's the same plan. Give me a fucking break. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. But I do think he is. Well, in the first, I mean, the second and third in the first movie, it's just showing people that dragons are friends. Uh, and did he also not deploy the girl dragon to like essentially dickmatize poor Toothless? Like she was always kind of like she was always a yeah a a a, a bait. She was bait, an accidental double agent. Yeah, she was bait. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you Sad. you made Toothless fall in love, and then you used it against him like a real piece of shit, Grimmel. Yeah, and you know what? Since we're talking about it, I'm going to say it. Fuck Grimmel. Fuck Grimmel. Fuck him. This podcast is anti-Grimmel. I'm so sick of this discourse that like Grimmel actually was the good guy all along and like he had the better plan. It's like, why don't you shut the fuck up and stop being such a goddamn bitch? Sit down. You're not going to kill the Night Furies. Just go the fuck away. Like. You know, God, am I the first person to stand no. up and like say this out loud? I mean, I'm I'm glad someone's saying it because Grimmel Grimmel used love as a weakness when we all know it is the ultimate superpower. He played our little boy, our silly little our guy. Si- he he mean, took advantage of his innocence. Yes, he's a lover, not a fighter. He is. I mean, it's also funny to me whenever Toothless has King of the Dragon scenes. And he's like the leader of the dragons. Oh I'm God. like, oh, you made him too cute for me to believe this. Picture like a Shih Tzu, right? Like barking in front of a bunch of Great Danes. Like you, you made him one. like that is he what is that not looks the like. biggest dragon. Uh, not at all. He's not the toughest looking by any means. He doesn't have teeth. He does not have teeth, which I thought was a not visibly at least. I thought all Night Furies didn't have teeth. Yeah, is it like they can suck it into their gums and then pull them out when they need oh, to? Oh, yeah, because he does growl with teeth. Does he? Am if I I'm, making that up? If I'm understanding my lore correctly, well, because I think that's correct. the Light Fury does have teeth. Yes. Uh, and they are dull teeth. They are cute little teeth. Uh, but... She has teeth. She has teeth. Not teeth. 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 Um, very yeah the i mean once again it is a kids movie about dragons so there is some confusing stuff about the mechanics of the dragons or maybe we've just fucking forgotten or maybe we forgot it maybe we're (laughs) and now we're too deep into maybe we're the idiots my other problem with this is so somehow we we've shown that toothless kind of can fly without him a little bit without without hiccup yes and then hiccup's finally like all right, I'm going to give you your own tail. And dude, wouldn't have that been easier all along? How different is that? I think just Toothless liked the companionship. I think Toothless just felt more comfortable with Hiccup going along for the ride. And like Astrid said, like Toothless has never really ne- needed to fly solo anywhere. Like he's always just kind of been no, but- Hiccup's buddy. But yeah, for Hiccup, what now there's a girl involved. For Hiccup, that tail seems a lot, the, the tail that stays... A tail seems a lot easier to design than the tail that is activated with his foot. Yeah, but you know what? I think Toothless and Hiccup have been each other's like um, personal service animals. You right. know what I mean to each other? The, like they've the been... wind beneath their wings. Yeah, they're like they're will. both disabled. They both need each other to fly. Yeah. Plus, they had that hookup from Hiccup's leg, his prosthetic leg to toothless yeah like and this is about them yeah, but he he sure does he sure does take that fixed wing and is like all right man 
I'll see you when I see you. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Come back. Well, no, he, he does it. So- For dinner. Well, he does it. So, you know, he sees the Light Fury. Toothless kind of falls in love, is interested, but the the Light Fury won't go near, doesn't trust humans. Um it really is like introducing two cats because you kind of have to keep distance for a while before they get to know right. each other. And like they have to do it on their she's own. She's like a cat that's like, I don't I don't like I don't like men. I don't like yeah. men. Yeah, she's she's a more you can hang out with me, but I don't like men. Yeah. Uh, Toothless is very much like a rescue dog that was rescued when it was a puppy, like before anything traumatic happened. And the Light Fury yeah. is very much like some stuff has happened and it would rather you not well, come up to it. she has been. Yeah, she's been a prisoner of Grimmels for a long time. So, like, I kind of understand she doesn't trust humans at yeah, all. Yeah, no, it, it makes total sense. But, uh, so, yeah, Hiccup kind of, like, Aww. he sees that his buddy has a crush. And, you know, for the, I guess if they're the last two Night Furies out there, they kind of have to, you know. Uh, yeah, how do you feel knowing that not only do dragons fuck, but they can be horny? Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Sit with that. I'm into it. I have no problems. <laughs> I just think, I just see an animal, like, I hate seeing a pregnant dog or pregnant yeah. cat because to me, animals are like children, like they're little. Yeah. They're babies. They're they're innocent. And it's like, your three-year-old dog is pregnant? That is disgusting. She's only three. <laughs> yeah. That's not uh, right. But you know... Have you ever seen that dog? You've I probably, guess that's life. That is life. And you've probably watched that dog hump a pillow. I mean, it's not pleasant, but it's happened. So, you know. No, I, I had a girl dog like and she didn't logs. do any of that. Dis- in Burke, you know. Yeah, they have a whole mating ritual. And they even say that Night Fury's mate for life. <laughs> Monogamy. I'm like, you guys have a lot of... And you know what? I just want to... I don't mean to call bullshit on the people of Burke, but... Y'all have an awful lot of knowledge and information about an extremely rare dragon that up until literally the first movie y'all thought were like all gone. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, yeah. the night now dragon, you're... actually, if you look up the, the Wikipedia page for the night dragon, like, okay, well, all of a sudden we're fucking night dragon ex- experts. Right. And now we're imposing your Isn't human Isn't Toothless roles? like the only one plus her? Yeah. And now you're imposing. I mean, they literally make up a name for the chick. They're like, I don't know what we call her, a light fury. Right. Yeah, no, and they're just, like, imposing their norms, their societal norms on these dragons who want to live free. I'm saying. <sighs> Let the dragons be dragons. Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, Hiccup's got to get out of Dodge so they can fuck. Uh, so these dragons can right. fuck. And uh, so, you know, we talked about the scene earlier, but, uh, you know, he goes, finds his invisible girlfriend, which is also a very cool power of hers. And she can kind of turn him. Very fucking cool. Yeah, turn... that is sick. Yeah. It's why they missed her on the first, like, dragon uh, escape plan when they were freeing all those dragons. is because she was invisible and she was scared. Right. Uh, of all the people. Oh. But I know. But then uh, Toothless finds her. He does. He try, he's, he's a big old dork when it comes to mating dance. Oh, when he was practicing his mating dance and making out with a rock. Uh. Yeah, that was really sweet. I thought that was very cute. I thought that that was when the movie was really good. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he he had seen the, the light fury and was so spinning that he was working on his dance. Uh, how he's gonna woo her and then making out with a shadow like a gross horny preteen. I don't. I can't tell. Obviously, I've never animated a single thing in my fucking life. I wonder if things like that are like. I bet those those scenes are like really fun to animate but also the biggest pain in the ass <laughs> you know what i mean i bet it like that's what i was thinking like all the movement of the wings and like keeping like well when the wing flap the like leaves behind them have to flap and like the sand when they were in the sand oh, and the yeah. sand was like falling off of their bodies and they were digging in and out of the sand i was like jesus christ I mean, there's like, like huge... 15 people spent two years doing just that surely oh it, it looks amazing it's it's incredible what what they do and I it's so over my head, um and I'm in awe of it uh every single time, uh it's beautiful yeah uh his little dance when Hiccup was like hiding in the bushes trying to tell him how to dance and then he tried to do like the human ver- he didn't understand he was supposed to use his wings instead of yeah. his arms, oh that really that made me giggle that was really funny he's such a good that wing may- Hiccup is such a good wing man Hiccup you know what I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say it no one else is saying it. Hiccup is a really good guy. 
Hiccup is a good guy. He's he's a down bro, and he I think he's he's respectful. He's real. He's very real. He's very real. Yeah, and he let gets me, it. Yeah. In Rough Nut, I think it's Rough Nut, not Tough Nut. The the boy, the T.J. Miller sound alike. Uh, Tough Nut is the boy. Yeah. His his uh, trying to give advice on a uh, hiccup and uh, Tough Nut are walking through the woods, and he's like, "Bro, you got to get married. No one's gonna marry you." Uh, you got to have a beard like me and his like stupid yeah. beard bit where he ties his hair as a beard and pretends he's yes. a grown man. Uh, that was cute. That was, I, I like that running bit of his terrible advice. Yeah. Uh, Rough Nut and Tough Nut really do have starring roles in this film, like in a way that they really haven't before. Uh, the whole like Rough Nut is captured by Grimmel. Oh my and then God. is released. Like I never I knew like, talk what about the that stakes scene. were. Obviously that bit didn't last long. I, I thought like when she was first kidnapped, I was like, okay, why isn't this a bigger deal? But then it was played as a gag, which was very funny. And I did love, love Kristen Wiig's whole like annoying Grimmel so much. Like he asked to let her go. Like he's going to track her instead. Like, I really enjoyed I that. I love that scene. It made me wish that we got so much more of them in the previous movies. Um, yeah, that yeah. that scene of her being captured and everyone like, yeah, I was like, someone's got to go back. Like a brother, no one's going to go back. I thought that was going to be a plot point of her <laughs> being saved. Oh, t- totally. I thought that was going to be like, you know, something I thought that was going to be like the actor. Or like, fl- like yeah, because they never, but we should have known. They never go back to save friends. Yeah, I'll, I thought like maybe like. They go back to save dragons. That's so true. They they save dragons. They don't save friends. Friends can figure it out on their own. A dragon needs a lot of help. A dragon, a dragon needs your help. Um, But uh, unless you are the dragon's friend, then the dragon can help you. And then the dragon will save you. Yes. Uh. Yeah, but that scene is so good. Her playing with her hair when uh, she yeah. comes out and like annoys him with her hair uh, was so funny. Yes, uh, really, really great moment in these in these movies that like, yeah, just made me wish I had more of them in the previous two because they had some good. Yeah, bits. again, this one does a this one does a really good job of being an ensemble picture. Yeah. I feel like everybody kind of contributes to the story. Everyone gets a moment. Everyone gets a gag. Everyone's like participating. Love to see that. Um, yeah, the Christmas plus character with his baby dragon that he brings everywhere, just being a big old. Oh, I loved that. I love the baby dragon yeah. so much. I thought the baby dragon was so yeah cute. that he brought yeah and his like little baby Bjorn thing that he brought everywhere. Yeah. Also, I love what they did with this. It's like, you brought a baby into battle. It's like, well, yeah, well, you know, I couldn't what find a do? sitter in a yeah. home in a crib. Couldn't find a sitter. You know, you got to bring the baby to battle. Uh, yeah. I, so while rough nut is like fully captured, um, hiccup and Astrid are like, well, obviously like we know the rules of this universe. We have to find toothless. Like we got to go. They find the fucking hidden world. We did miss a part where they're like, this guy Grimmel is coming for us, so we got to go. His father oh, told yeah, him we've been on Newburgh for the- many, many minutes at this point. Yeah, yeah. they're they're on Newburgh, but Toothless, uh, but Hiccup the whole time was uh, hoping they would go live in this hidden world. Uh, so he didn't yes. want to, like, you know, claim Newburgh. But everyone here is like, I love it. We're going to build Newburgh. And Toothless and Astrid are still, even after the loss of Tough Nut, I think Tough Nut. I can't remember. Kristen Wiig. Rough Nut. Rough Nut. Okay. Even after the loss of Rough Nut, they're like, well, she'll figure it out. Uh, we're going to go try to still find this hidden world. Uh, yes. Which I think they did like kind of easily. Like that was like maybe two days of flying on Dragonback to get there, right? Easily. I mean, they said, I mean, the thing that threw me off, it's it didn't even seem like a day to me, but maybe it was more than that. No. It seemed like a 90 minute drive yeah, it, yeah. from... Uh, Newburgh. But they're like, it's a waterfall at the, yeah. And they're like, it's a waterfall at the end of the world. And I was like, you're you're at the end of the, I mean, I guess Burke's pretty out there, but you're already at the end of the. But you know what? I I was initially like, okay, so how come Hiccup's dad like couldn't fucking find this before? Okay, because Hiccup's dad wasn't on the back of a dragon. They would probably need to find this place like via ship. Right. And that maybe would be like a much longer journey. Yeah. Sure, I'll, I'll give that. Also, the ships aren't creatures that know these things. You know, dragons have kind of like this magical connection to one another. Yeah, and this intuition. And they just know. 
But yeah, they go down into that waterfall that is a hidden world, and it is the most unreal scene. Uh, there are all these yeah. weird quarters and different like landscapes, and then they go into that rave landscape. Expensive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I like the rave room, and then they go into the forest land, uh, where yeah, uh, yeah, it's so cool. Uh, we get to see all these new dragons. And Toothless is in charge dragon. of all of those dragons. I mean, we've known he's like the king of the dragons or whatever, but like he is really leading this entire world. Yeah, they immediately like respect this dude. I mean, but I, I guess he doesn't know how to tell the other dragons. Yeah, I mean, they keep calling him the king of the dragons. And so I guess that's like kind of the Night Fury's role. But in theory, weren't there many Night Furies? Once upon a time? I don't know. I I just, the confidence that our young Toothless has to come into this whole new world and be like, everyone, I'm in charge. I'm the king. Well, to be fair, you this know, is my bride. To be fair, the Light Fury does like Egemon. She's like, go, this is your, like, she gives him the little nudge of like, you can do this, babe. You got this. And, you know, by, by yeah, her the side. Yeah, the Nala to his Simba. Yeah, by, yeah. by her side, he can, uh, well, you know what they say. What do they say? Behind behind every great night fury, there's a stronger light fury. This is true and 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 nothing these these movies really prove that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean So, but the thing the the thing about the hidden world though is that obviously it's like no humans allowed. Yeah. Because when it would... when the human Astrid and Hiccup are discovered. That's like okay, you guys got to get the hell out of yeah, here. Toothless thing was like, it. no, 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 they're with me. But we can't let everybody in. It would ruin the party. It would ruin the rave room. Humans always ruin the rave room. Yeah, yeah, and it's becoming just clearer as this movie was going on that like, mm, I just don't think they can live with dragons like this anymore. Yeah, that it's just kind of becoming more and more problematic, and like. I did have a moment where I did start to think like, well, that sucks. Like the dragons, like you guys are cohabitating. Like it seemed to be working out okay. Yeah, but like they're routinely attacked by dragon killers. Like what is the body count of Burke at this point? Like yeah. this is what took out Hiccup's yeah, dad. Mean, Hiccup's father died protecting these took dragons. Out Hiccup's dad and like your chief is now leaving with his, his band of misfits uh, constantly to stop poachers. And stop people from poaching your dragons yeah. and therefore collecting more dragons and then having to stop more poachers. It's kind of a a, a logistical nightmare, uh, you know, and, and you want them to be able to work it out so bad because these are their buddies. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. they are wild beasts. And they do have hierarchies that need to be maintained. Um, but yeah, meanwhile. Yeah. Still and they do eat. Yeah, uh, more than you can imagine. More food than anybody could probably sustain, honestly. I don't know what they're eating in the hidden world. Maybe other dragons? Oh, God, I hope not. Are there like, they're like fish dragons? I don't know. I don't know. They seem to be okay with just eating like whatever random Viking salmon or whatever the fuck. But like, I, anyway, th these are questions... For the fourth movie, <laughs> yeah, that will eventually come out. I'm, I'm almost certain for the book they'll have another one for the book. How to Train Your Dragons and what they eat. Uh, yeah, I guess we there is a whole book series we can look this shit up, but I'm not gonna do that. No. Um, Read. yeah. So anyway, back me. Meanwhile, on the plot, <laughs> Grimmel has been tracking Roughnut. He has a whole fucking armada of ships, which like where are these yeah. bad guys getting all these fucking people? You could not convince me to get on a ship in the middle of the ocean and fight dragons and like that's what we're going to do. Well, if you're, no. if you're if you believe in his plan and this is going to be the leader of uh the world, what you consider to be the world, then uh yeah, you got to back someone in this fight. I I guess I just don't think like I as a human being would be like, "Yes, me and these three people with like, I don't know, a cannon will take down a fucking dragon." Yeah, I don't know about that. It's it's a bold plan, I'd but say, he he does pride himself. Not me. Part part of his thing is ego driven, of like being the best dragon hunter in the world, and he must kill all the night. He is good at drawing like, a plan. I, 
yeah, I got to say, there was a couple times where it was like a grimmel, like, oh, but you thought it was this, but actually, it's this. Right, and letting Roughneck go. Times, yeah, the, he, he had some good moves. The letting Roughneck go so he can track Oh, her. I knew when he let Roughneck go. I'm like, they're tracking. That's all, I mean, that's yeah. a Star Wars. I mean, classic, but uh, yeah. Day no. one. It was. I mean, he was introduced as a, as a you know, a villain that's always going to be one step ahead. And he certainly was that. Yeah, he really was. I also think he could have been yeah. well played by Christopher Walken. As much as Murray Abraham did a great job, uh, yeah, this does I can, feel I like a Christopher sure. Walken villain. That would have been fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so he tracks. Rimmel and has then, uh, knocked out. Are we at our both big of our dragons, fight? our boy dragon and our girl dragon? Yeah, right. Like, I mean, this is pretty much how the, I feel like all these movies like wrap up in a big battle. We're like, yeah, that's how movies like, not much for us to talk about because, like, but I mean, it's just kind of like. All the places just all the pieces just need to fall into their place at this point. Right, exactly. Uh I mean We gotta kill Grimmel. We do that. Yeah. We, we gotta we free our dragons. Dragon we do that. We need Yeah. Uh I mean, yeah, at, at some point, especially movies for children's movies have to be easy to follow, so you kinda know where it's all going. Yeah, once the third act begins, it's like, you know what? I get us to the battle. I know it's gonna happen. Yeah, get us to the battle, good wins. Uh, they're gonna have a happy ending, a sad ending, but a happy ending. Uh, yeah. Okay. So why don't we just like start to get into it? Because I mean, the battle scene um, was great. Something, something that I will yes, say, the battle scene. I shed is, a tear. There, there. Yes, it, it was one of my favorite big battle scenes in these movies. It's again visually stunning, um, and I think, uh, yeah, the most compelling. Like they they don't waste a ton of time with this battle scene, uh, which I like. There's not a lot of useless fighting. Uh, and yeah, yeah it, it keeps you engaged throughout and engaged in the stakes of everything. And then uh, yeah, absolutely. And then it also gets uh, the the Light Fury to trust Hiccup because he sacrifices himself, yes. tells her to go save. He saves her so she can save Toothless. And he can sacrifice himself. And then she gets him at the end. And he's like, no, what? You yes. are a good guy. Okay. So speaking of this ending, um, this movie does something that I have always... Okay. When I was a kid, or even like as an adult, when a movie ends and it's like two people, two beings that are like, we have to go our separate ways. It's emotional goodbye. Mm. And then they like on, split off. A lot of times I do think like, well, surely you two can visit each other. I mean, it's not going to be the same, but like, my God, this can't be like the end forever. Like, that seems really harsh. And I was so afraid that this movie was going to have one of those like goodbye forever. So like, imagine how happy I was that they did have a little epilogue where like, oh, yeah. We know that Toothless is capable of seeing Hiccup again. I know, yeah. It, the, I mean, again, that's where we're... I mean, and maybe because I am not a child and I'm an adult who has seen plenty of movies and know how movies work, that I... You know, that that goodbye scene where they grew apart, I think it was really well done. It, like, made a lot of sense of why they had to part ways. Um, yeah. Why it was best for both of them, and it kind of, like, made a good point about... Growing up and letting the people you love be who they are and not holding them back and learning how to be strong together, but also as separate people, as your own person. Um, yeah, I mean, they had to come together to protect each other, but now that both parties have come to a solution, yeah, it, like they're able to be independent. I actually thought it was really powerful and they were all taking the saddles off of Very the powerful. Dragons. I thought like that was really yeah. nice imagery. Yeah, but yeah, what you're, what you're saying is like, I, I kind of saw the epilogue coming. I was like, they can see each other again. It's not like he can't, Toothless can't fly out. Well, I I, tr I truly was going to be one of those things where it's like, well, first of all, I was like, okay, with all the dragons gone, these people can never leave Burke. Because I don't know if you saw, but that island was way high in the air. And then one of the first things yeah. we see in the little epilogue is they've come up with like a pulley system with ships to go down to get, be able right. to get into the water. Well, to be the the first Burke was very high up in the air too. Was on those like cliff sides. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. So the, yeah, so they, I guess you're right. They've they figured that part out, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's also your life got a, a lot easier when you had these very fast moving flying creatures that can 
hunt and do things for you and now you're gonna have to like restart i really zero. was thinking like do these people like right like are these people gonna be okay like not having dragons right. dragons were truly the oil of burke they were dependent the people we yeah. didn't have it for so long and then once it happened you, we kind of became dependent on it but you know good for them for it would be like if all oil. of a sudden yeah it'd be like if if all of a sudden we all just like let our cars drive off yeah <laughs> and now we don't have cars anymore yeah like it's, I guess I would live, you know. Of course, you can live without a car, but like, damn. Yeah, we we'd have to like figure some stuff, especially you know, we're we're speaking from LA perspective, but we'd have to we'd have some figuring stuff out to do here, certainly. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, yeah, no, but it's like not, I like I like an ending where it's like, yeah, like you guys can still see each other. Like, geez, we don't want to make this like so, goodbye yeah, you, forever and ever. You have to live, yeah. So you kind of got that feeling. You're like it doesn't have to be goodbye forever. You're just not going to be, you know, his house cat anymore. Oh. Yeah. You just got to let the cat go outside. And Yeah. He had to release him back to the wild. Yeah. And then both Hiccup and Toothless had kids. Oh my God. One. So for we, that epilogue of them sailing and we get full John Krasinski with the beard, uh, Hiccup. Full John Krasinski. They yeah. have, and him and Astrid have, they have that wedding with the elder, which uh, why does every, because Game of Thrones had a very similar wedding with an elder like wrapping a cloth around hands. I mean, Bridget, I think that's like probably one of the older like wedding traditions. I mean, Catholic weddings still sometimes do that with like a rope. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, today you learned. Today I learned. Uh, yeah. No, but like that, the like it makes that sense. kind of like I get imagery. the I, I get yeah. the symbol like the symbolism of that. It makes sense to me. Um. But uh, yeah, they have their beautiful wedding with that elder, and I loved her dragons. Well, shit, Game of Thrones probably took it from Viking weddings. Let's be real. That's probably true. Um, Let's be real. I, and I loved when they had the they showed everyone's dragon releasing, and the elder was like a dragon hoarder, and she had all her little dragons. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did. I I did like that. That was a nice touch. But uh, yeah, we see them on the boat, and they're driving off. They're sailing off with their very adorable kids to the end of the world. Yes. Yes. Uh, they're adorable cartoon babies. And then we see on the bluff, they had a hiccup in the Light Fury and their babies. Uh, and Toothless fall. Oh, for the second one, we when they tried to fake us out and pretend like Toothless wasn't going to remember hiccup. He just had to smell him a little bit. He didn't recognize it with the beard. Yeah, that's true. He, he needed to smell him. He, they were faking us out like he wasn't going to be cool with the kids. But of course he was. Yeah, that was an adorable scene. The kids, the kids' faces were very well done. And then they have a little flying scene, and the baby dragons—they had puppies. They had, they had little puppies. Oh, and I love the touch where one was black with a white belly, and then yeah, the other one was like white with like whale. black feature. I like how they. Oh God, th- those baby dragons were cute. I wanted a whole litter. I was, was going to ask. Do you think they're do you think dragons are mammals? But no, they're reptiles. We know that they have eggs. Yeah, we saw the eggs. So yeah, uh, they also end with this monologue voiceover from Hiccup, and he's kind of making this point that like some people say dragons never existed; they never left. Like they've always right. been here. They're just hiding oh, from I, us. Whatever, yeah. whatever. And I, I actually do want to say, um, like dragons we there's like no scientific proof of any kind of dragon but like i my question is like why not like we know pterodactyls couldn't breathe fire you know what i mean like we kind of already have the ingredients for a dragon and i would also say i think it's kind of interesting that dragon lore throughout time and history has always been the same they can always breathe fire they can always fly and they always give birth via egg so like yeah. maybe maybe i'm just saying i i like why not? Why why can't we find like fossils and it's like, oh, this is actually a dragon for real? I mean, then we have a, we have a Komodo dragon. I uh, I went to uh, Drexel University where we are the Drexel dragons, and we Mario and Ma- Mario the dragon. Thank you very much, Sarah. Um, and uh, I think my freshman year they did Drexel the I think the biology department or or something like that of Drexel uh, did. Uh, did an exhibit with uh, a science museum out there of like the history and biology of dragons. Uh, 
throughout throughout different cultures and uh yeah like the anatomy that different like how different cultures drew dragons differently and where they got that anatomy from um so you know there there's i guess interesting stuff there but yeah i i like the ending where it's uh we just said dragons were fake and they went underground they're in this hidden world and uh, every time uh, a natural disaster That's happens. Nice. That's nice to think yeah, about. Yeah, and every time a natural disaster happens, like a volcano erupts or uh, the earthquakes, it's just the dragon saying hi. Yeah, and then I did also leave with the thought of like, because I think it kind of made a point of like, you know, maybe one day the dragons will return. And I was kind of thinking like, and for what reason Yeah, would they? I Like COVID, like, oh, now it's time for the dragons <laughs> to come back. You like, would think. When, I mean, when do you think the dragons... I would think like maybe World War Two would be like where they should have shown up. Do you, you know think, what I mean? Like, do you think they would return when things get good or bad? I I, I kind of got the idea that like when the world was at harmony, then we get our dragons back. Mm. Not like we need. Yeah, the dragons. I guess they're not loyal to like all humans, huh? They're just kind of loyal to the people on Burke. Right. Then, I think like they'll come out of dragon. hiding when like things are chill, when we can all get along. I think that's uh, okay. I, I think that was more, but uh, they. I was do... thinking the dragons would come and like save us, maybe from something. Sure, that that also makes sense. But I think uh, I, I think this movie kind of wanted to end on a note of uh, peace and harmony. I'm just guessing. I don't want to. I yes. don't ever want to. You know, speak for the filmmaker, but it is a children's movie. No, no, no. I. I guess it just was you know way too complicated for me to follow. Yeah, you're a little darker, um, a little edgier. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, these movies, I just think are stunning. They're so likable. They're easy to watch. They, they're so comforting stick to. Yeah. And they really know what they're about. These movies are really confident in themselves. Yeah. They know what they're talking about. They know what they're saying by keeping the theme of like, just like general growing up, like boil it down to like its core. These are all kind of coming of age movies in their own rights. Yeah. Um, it just makes these movies really clear. Yeah. Um, like the most relatable thing on earth, good for any age. Um, just really confident, you know, trilogies, franchises, whatever. Sometimes they feel the need like, well, we got to like, that one's about this. So this one's got to be about something else. We got to mix it up. And, oh, it's been nine years since the first one came out. So how can you make it different? And it's like, why don't you just tell the story you've been telling this whole time? Right. And it's not like they were telling the same story over again. Each movie um, no, no, no. matures and adds on An to the An evolution of, yeah. Yeah. Like the first one was very much about, you know, growing up, boys and fathers. You know, they, they added, you know, parental dynamics of growing up in the second one. Um, and kind of falling in love and that whole thing, and then they they just added to that on the third one and how to mature with somebody, mature with another person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very poignant, but ultimately simple themes. Uh, that they just like execute really well and tell the yeah. story in like because such- again they don't try to like. They don't try to bullshit it up with like a bunch of other things. It's like, yeah, let's just keep it so simple. And, I, and when when it's that easy to follow and keep track of, you have three confident films that all confidently tell the same story. Yeah, and I think, well, I mean, I, I think going back to what we were saying in the beginning of uh, kind of being wary of the third movie because it was marketed more heavily. The the other two movies, I don't remember being very heavily marketed, and we're just like these nice simple stories well also like this one did come out just a few years ago like i remember this movie being in the like i vividly remember yes. i yeah like it, i think like, maybe a, yeah maybe like nfl like ads were running on sundays or shit like that like yeah. there is a reason yeah i here. mean yeah it might, for sure there is but yeah i think like adding the title hidden world it just made it seem i don't know for some reason i got older and was certainly more cynical it seemed more gimmicky to me but uh no, these. Oh, I mean, totally. These, these movies uh, stick to their core really well throughout, and never jump a shark or try to be yeah. something they're not, or feel like something that's trying to sell toys. Even though I'm sure you know 
they made plenty of money off. Oh toys. yeah, I'm looking at the. Oh, this is the worldwide box office because I'm sure this is like a top ten finisher. Yeah. Um, wow, it actually wasn't because holy shit! Do you know that every movie on Earth came out in 2019? Yes, that is true. It was the last year movies were a thing. It's the last year the movies everyone knew like somehow. Yeah, it's like Avengers Endgame, Lion King, Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, Captain Marvel, oh, a Star oof. Wars movie. Yeah, that's Spider-Man that's Far From dragon. Home. That's that's a tough break Aladdin, for DreamWorks. Aladdin, fucking Joker. Yeah. It Chapter 2, Jumanji actually, you know it made a little bit more money than How to Train Your Dragon? Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, yeah, of course it did. It's a tough break for DreamWorks. A uh, real tough break. For oh, this movie came uh, out in February as well. That they just kind of dumped this one, but I mean, obviously, it's still it's still a good movie. Made, uh, I I think this is good. Yeah, watch this. Watch this trilogy. This is such, this is it's such a, a solid, very good trilogy. Tri- of movies. Yeah, it, it's such a solid trilogy. It's so comforting. It's it's a great watch. Anytime I watched this last one curled up in bed, and it was uh, delightful. Uh, yeah, I wish like I had kids to babysit because I feel like this would be a great oh yeah movie to put on when you're babysitting absolutely or looking after any kind of kids yeah uh, a good easy like watch that you know will get you that will entertain you and uh, definitely make you say oh what a cutie oh what a oh, sweet boy you will ooh and ah. I'm yeah. happy to have seen these movies, but I am sad to call it a wrap on this trilogy because I truly, I feel like the next set of trilogy that we land on, like it can't be, I mean, maybe it can be better than this if we're strategic about how we pick, but like, this is really like a confident trilogy. It really. I'm thinking back to the movies we've done. Maybe this is the best set of trilogy we've talked about Whoa. and watched, honestly. Yeah. Wow. Because I don't think the third Matrix movie is very good. I don't like the third Matrix movie very much. Sure. But you're saying that over the before? Um, you know, those movies are very good, don't get me wrong. Uh this I just think those This has a more universal that appeal. is also very simple. It uh, yeah, and these also more feel frankly like movies to me. When I watch the before trilogy, it's like I'm watching a play, which I do yeah. appreciate. Um, but I I also admire like a confident, well-rounded yes. motion picture. These this are... is like why I also yeah love Steven Spielberg. It's like sometimes I do want to go to the movies and see a movie. In the words of Harry Styles like I want to see a movie that is a movie and these are like movies sure yeah these are definitely like confident you, you can watch these at any age with any pairing of people and enjoy it and enjoy yourself uh the before there is probably more of a barrier to entry on those uh almost certainly yeah I don't I I mean I I just love the before trilogy so much uh as uh my artsy gatekeeping film school self, but uh, fair enough. I, no, I mean they're they're excellent films. I I just think that uh, like in I the mean, before but, trilogy, but yeah. you know, these, I mean, these, I think these characters talk about like everything and plot. You know, it's all it, it's very heady and nothing, and, and they're not plot really, driven. Yeah, and I, again, like what I'm the point I'm trying to make here is like these are very confident movies because they're very simple. If I, it's like, listen, this is a movie about growing up, period. And then from there, what can they, t- what yes. what story can they tell always with that compass pointing north? I, I would go to these movies if I was teaching a screenwriting class, like a college screenwriting class. Uh, I, w- I would. Actually, the first one, definitely. The first definitely one. Definitely. The, the first, first one, one for sure. If I was teaching a class on like, you know, trilogies or like how to make uh, an arc, how to, how to grow your characters like this this is well even like world building like if you were a production design professor or something like that like talk about really thick world building yeah uh really well done trilogies that add on to each other that grow as the movies go on um that don't lose anything uh super well done series i i do really love these movies um and uh normally yeah. at this point we would announce what we're doing next but uh if we're going to be totally candid with you guys 
our loyal listeners who whom it's, we love. TBD. Uh, we have not is spoken the name about of the trilogy. It. We have not. TBD. TBD. Big TBD. As always, we love uh, hearing what your suggestions are. They are uh, taken into an account and put away in a list, and uh, we will certainly probably eventually get to all of them. We because you guys yeah, have great we suggestions. Might need to do like. Yeah, we might need to flip it to like an international trilogy or like maybe like an older, Ooh. older trilogy or something like that. Like I, I I, like keeping these a little different. We got a little bit of everything now. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I just had some ideas. I'll, I'll keep them on the DL. I'll keep people in the sus- in, in suspense because uh, I want okay. I want you guys to come at us uh, with what you got. Yeah. And you can always holler at us on our Patreon page under the Small Beans page. Um, become a patron if if that is something that you're capable yeah. of. Um, before the new year begins or as the new year begins, you know, get a year's worth in, see how you like it, stick around. Yeah. There's a ton of great programming on there. Yeah. You can also holler at us on Twitter. I'm at sk underscore Griffith. I'm at Bridget Tweets, and that's Bridget B R I D G E T T T Tweets. Three T's in a row. B R B R I G. D G E T T T T T T W E. Just keep typing in T's and, and you'll hit it eventually. T. Yeah. Just right. Just just keep pressing. Uh, T. I mean, Im- implying that by the time this episode comes out, our Twi- Twitter, Twitter accounts haven't be been brutally suspended and hasn't been destroyed. But you know, while while yeah. I can still say hi, say hi to us. There. Yeah. Yeah. And and then we'll uh, you know there you can find us you know. Most deaf. And uh, we will be back next year with um, even more movies and even more cute little guys. Uh, and uh, you know, and if you have a pet that looks like Toothless or the Night Fury, um, send it to Sarah. Actually, let's cut this shit. If you have a pet, period, we love pets. Send me a photo. I don't know if you can tell, send but me Sarah a photo and I of your love pet. pets and cuties. Let us see. Your dog, let me see your dog. <laughs> or kitty. That's my parody of the thong song. Get it? I got it. I think that's a that's an ending right there. This has been a Small Beans Endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge, giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you.